Welcome back, my fellow travelers, to the Never Ending Adventure podcast, the podcast where Ned speaks with a nasally voice because he has allergies and a cold and it sucks. And my co-host, DJ Russ T. My name is Russ T and I'm here to say we got an Adventure Time podcast for you today. We're talking about Jake versus me. Mow. Gosh, what? Or Jake, Ned. <laughs> Am I Jake? My best yeah, buddy. My best <laughs> buddy, Jake. I'm Finn, obviously. In my head. We're, we're, both, Jake. we're both Jake and we're both Finn. Yeah. We're Maybe, both, and, and we're I'm, I'm Meemaw. I got dibs on Meemaw because this episode is awesome. I, I freaking love this episode, dude. It's so it's, it's good. good. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a dang good episode. I feel like we have hit maybe a a bit of a dry spell with season three. We've had like two or three in a row where we're like, we're not super pumped on this episode. It's not world building. We don't have character references. Um, and this one, it just like, it kicks it back. I'm like, this feels like developed adventure time. And I love it. I love it. I love the, uh, I love Wildberry Kingdom. I love Meemaw's character. I love uh, it being kind of a Jake-centered episode. Just so it just kind of hits all oh, of my yeah, check marks, yeah. you know. I, I really, I think sometimes when it comes to, I mean, we talked about uh, a couple episodes ago how I loved that other characters give Jake the time of day sometimes, especially Ice King. Ice King's like the one that when Finn was knocked out and he was trying to go into the astro plane, like Jake is there, like hanging out with Ice King, not meaning to, but, yeah. but Ice King was giving him the time of day. And in this episode, we, kind of get to give Jake the time of day and, and hang out with him for most of the episode, or at least care about him and, and think, oh my gosh, what's going to happen and, and whatnot. And then you have such a wonderful ending to this episode with just like the most Adventure Time solution to a problem that you probably <laughs> could have. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that. We're definitely going to talk yeah. about that. My, that my first thought, though, of this freaking episode was like, where are we drawing the line? Like... The ooh meat slaughtering that Wildberry Princess is doing has this. We got to draw a line somewhere, right? There's so many animals. We've yeah. seen that they have human like features, most of them from season two, episode five, storytelling. The, this isn't a freezer room that we're in. It's not like this meat has been there for a long time. It's a quick turnaround. Like they have to meet someone, probably Wildberry, with her axes and her knives and whatnot, chainsaws in this room, are slaughtering these animals. And she's baking them in the pies. I, like, <laughs> why is this Wildberry's thing? And what about Meat Man? Why, why not just use Meat Man if you have a man no, that's made we, out of meat that gives you? We his already meat? talked about it hurts Meat Man when Meat Man gives them their meat. Well, we don't. We <laughs> Jake don't is moving that, away hey, from Meat Man's meat, and we we don't know if it hurts him or not. We don't it, know. It, it may not. Let's it may not let's just him. say Meat Man's worst. Adventure Time enemy has got to be Wildberry Princess of all people. Oh, he is, he's like the jackpot. He is the one piece of, (laughs) he's the white whale. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) If she ever gets him, oh man. Oh, I would love a spin off of a Moby Dick 
Captain Ahab style where Wildberry Princess is hunting down Meat Man as her <laughs> ultimate prize. That would be so great. <laughs> Unlimited. Like she would of... no longer have to kill people because she could just yeah. imprison Meat Man forever. But <laughs> oh my God. No, it it's... is it is bizarre because you do see the beginning of this episode just Wildberry Princess making pies, which in the show you associate with apple pies because of tree trunks. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh. Which is... Kind of the opposite, a little bit of like she is meat making fruit pies and Wildberry is fruit making meat oh, pies. I, I didn't even think about that, but I love that. Yeah, that, kind of a silly, I don't know. But they didn't really, I love that they slide it in there. And she's got the meat and there's those bags of meat. There's sharks and giraffes and buffalo like in her room. And then they she makes the pies. They never strictly say that they're meat pies, but you can tell by the way they look, they are not made out of berries for sure. They definitely say meat at some point. I, I know I picked that up from somewhere. And I I mean, other than that, the fact that there's meat everywhere, there's ribs and, you know, T-bone steaks everywhere. I'm pretty sure Jake says something about meat, but I, I could be wrong. I, I don't recall. Yeah. Well, I have got... It really leads me into my first deep thought of the episode. And I think this is a great place to start, though. Because I I was addressing this in my mind, and I was like, okay. And then I started going into a further, super deep thought tangent, which is, I think, crucial to the show. But there would be two reasons why the Wildberry people, or just Wildberry Princess, we don't know, would eat meat. The first one is to help her with her medical condition. Uh, That maybe the meat... (laughs) helps her maintain the whole, like all her berries pop off and that's her medical condition. So it's, yeah. it's possible that the meat itself helps her repress that. Fibers in the meat, I don't know. <laughs> the deeper thought that I got into though, and, and maybe the, the theoretically speaking, theoretically speaking, that I had in this episode was that, <coughs> excuse me, the Wildberry Kingdom is way more of a naturally forming kingdom. You see it in the in a ravine. It's overgrown. It has trees, has wildberry people. It's very different than the Candy Kingdom, where Princess Bubblegum, she made the Candy Kingdom from scratch. She makes the candy people herself. And those candy people we have talked about being cannibals. Um, and that, I think it's a way that Princess Bubblegum has made a way to create a self-sustaining kingdom that it's unnatural, it's pretty taboo, but this Wildberry Kingdom is way more of something that naturally formed. And in nature, you know, even animals are not cannibalistic. They don't eat their own kind. And so that would make sense why... I mean, in the very rare circumstances, like the freak animals are pretty cannibalistic. But but in in essence, no... Lions Freak kill animals. lions because they're starving, you know? Yeah. Um, but that the wild bear people would be inclined to eat meat because it's it's not a fruit, it's not a vegetable. Anything in yeah. that world would be cannibalistic. So it is showing that it's a pretty naturally forming kingdom. So is wildberry like the fruit? Is this the fruit kingdom? What are we saying here then? Yeah, I would say it's kind of like the living fruit kingdom in that okay. there probably is an, a degree to which like fruit grows there. Like that's not, like sen- a big deal. not sentient fruit. But Yeah, like Wildberry Princess is a pretty big deal then. Like a whole category. Are we going to get like a vegetable kingdom? No, know, we're not going to get a vegetable kingdom. No, it, I, think it, I think it does matter. And that's why I wanted okay. to go into this in the sense that 
no other kingdoms out there are eating their own kind, uh, with one exception. And the one exception is the breakfast kingdom. Um, so there's a breakfast oh, yeah. princess and we, yeah, like we, we've, and we've seen her, we've seen breakfast princess and that you see breakfast princess in her little, like, I don't know what you would call her duchess of the breakfast kingdom, um, <laughs> eating breakfast. So they're consuming the byproduct of their kingdom. Now, if the, the wildberry people don't eat the fruit, they would obviously just export it to other kingdoms. Like the breakfast kingdom, they maybe export, you know, cantaloupes that grow in the wildberry kingdom. Yeah. Um, but it made me go, oh my gosh, okay, when we saw Breakfast Kingdom, we saw that it had like a busted pipe with syrup running into it. And that was like the water source for the Breakfast people. I think the yeah. Breakfast Kingdom is runoff syrup from the Candy Kingdom. Okay. That a pipe busted. Then maybe they had an influx or an outflux of syrup from the Candy Kingdom and a pipe burst. And then the Breakfast Kingdom formed out of still a byproduct of Princess Bubblegum's quote-unquote Kansi wow. toxic waste. And that's why they are cannibalistic because it technically wasn't naturally forming. What a wild, theoretically speaking, you have. I know. It, I, I just I loved it because it, it puts lore behind these kingdoms and why they're important yeah. in the different... Like, yeah, where we draw the line of, of, can, of cannibalistic <laughs> food people, I guess, you know? I just, I would love to talk to one of the creators and just find out like what their mindset is on that. Cause I feel like you very easily could be on the something like you could be spot on here. I, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Well, that's why I want to try to get one of these writers one day onto the show about these episodes yeah. or who created these worlds with, yeah, they, they probably didn't put as much deep thought into it, but they would be like, oh yeah, like that's a good, you yeah. know, possible little thing we threw in there, you know? Yeah, maybe like in a sense there is someone like the actual creator of the show who's like really taking into consideration all these things, how it all flows together. I'm sure somebody is. They they knew the fans would. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the well, show is too smart of a kid's show to not take some of those things into consideration. Yeah. In this episode specifically, I think that they did have to take it in consideration because the meat in this episode doesn't serve any other purpose, you know, besides like Jake punching the fake meat bag and throwing it over the side and it, you know, people thinking it was Wildberry Princess. But other than that, though, there's no specific reason why there would have to be meat. You know, it yeah. could have just been more berries. It could have just, Jake started punching a bag of fake berries and threw the fake berries over the wall. It didn't have to be meat. So there was for sure something intentional going on here. Yeah, that had to be like terrifying too, though, as that fruit that slips on the meat, like blood, and thinks it's wild. Yeah, well, she said, because there's a crown. She said, I oh, tasted what I thought was your blood and realized it wasn't <laughs> berry juice. And I was Her like, juice, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's either, either they started eating it or a drop got in the person's mouth. But I was like, why would you taste her blood if you I'm thought sure it was her? She just like, slipped and it went all over her. I guess so. Man, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I thought that was a weird, dark little moment of this episode. Yeah. Too. But also, Mima just totally fallen for that. Like, she was, she, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess you killed, you know, Wildberry Princess. I can't believe yeah. that was enough for Mima seems way too intelligent and way too over the top. And such a great assassin in my mind. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to, that's <laughs> a good, know. you know, into this next topic. Like, what did you think Meemaw was a good assassin? Did you, I, I love Meemaw's character. Meemaw gets my lovely of the episode. 
give me that give me sugar, sugar, baby. baby. Yeah. Give me that sugar because uh, Meemaw's awesome. You better be quiet or you die. He is <laughs> also my lovely. Good. Oh my God. Yeah, it's great. hard for Meemaw not to be your lovely here. Yeah. And another... I, and, we got this, the the GOA, like there's a GOA warning, the freaking yeah. Guild of Assassins. And we get a little bit of a description of like, he's an assassin, he's a second class, he has the killer princess. So apparently the assassins are out here killing princesses to get the promotion. And Meemaw has a prehensile tail, which is amazing. It can grab things, you know, use his tail to swing from branches and crap. Meemaw is fantastic. Yeah. Meemaw is like, uh, again, like an awesome assassin. I think you do see the reason why Meemaw is a tier two assassin because Meemaw's pretty gullible because with the, the meat bag, sure. kind of uh, arguing with Jake and Jake kind of being convincing to Meemaw. Um, yeah. But then still like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Asleep that, yeah, falling lullaby. asleep. Yeah. So there's a reason why Meemaw is still practicing to become a top tier assassin. Yeah. Um, it did, it did oh remind gosh. me though, and it, it's, I think the reason why it makes me a little bit more badass is the conquest of cuteness, like the little cute mushroom people that were trying Very to be Very similar evil. concepts. Yeah. Yeah. That me was. But me has, yeah. there's definitely a potential there. Like that dagger could definitely blind you if me figures it out and stabs you appropriately. Yeah. Like, man, I also, for some reason, after watching this episode, I started singing, hold me closer, tiny dagger. I don't know why, <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, man. But, but no. Meemaw was, I'd say, super smart because what they didn't do in Conquest of Cuteness, which was to say they were like bolting in, trying to take over somebody with, you know, brute force, and they had to learn mm -hmm. their lesson. That Meemaw's obviously accommodated his assassin skills with trickery and poisons and hiding inside pies like yeah this is not his first assassination so who is he assassinated already which is kind of scary but that is scary you have all these that scene where the camera kind of follows him around finn just he's he's agile and he's so fast and he's blindingly quick slashing at finn and finn's just like just making my face look cooler like yeah i'm like, not taking him serious but he should have should have taken him a little bit more seriously in, in my mind um yeah, but he has yeah. Meemaw has these like bandages on them. And the other time we've seen an assassin with bandages on them is Scorcher, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is there from, uh, what is that episode? Hitman, season three, episode four. He has all the bandages, um, just like Scorcher. So my theoretically speaking for this episode speaking. is that maybe Scorcher was once part of the Guild of Assassins, the GOA. I think Oh, I for left. sure think that. I, so he, I think he left at some point. He left the guild, rather, whether it was for a good reason or a disagreement, who knows, whatever. Uh, but he still dons the bandages to honor his past. And that's why he has to advertise himself online as an assassin because he doesn't have the guild filtering out, oh, here's what your next assignment is. He has to find his assassin assignments. He's a he's an entrepreneurial assassin now. He's not he a he's not in the guild. He's a, a gone off to start his own business. That's a good yeah. theoretically speaking. I was going to say maybe the guild, the way they operate is by taking contracts from whatever crystal computer kingdom, crystal <laughs> computer technology that there is. They have a, a guild of assassins website, which is where Scorcher and uh, Blast uh, Blastronaut came from. 
Yeah, um, but I looked it up online and and Scorcher's name was not any like the Guild of Assassins only on the wiki at least credits uh Mimal as part of the Guild of, of Assassins, which I think mm. we even in the Hitman episode we had mentioned like is there a Hitman kingdom, you know, like where every, all the assassins are hanging out and just murdering each other all the time? I don't know. Yeah, maybe now I, now them. I realize there's not maybe a kingdom, but there's definitely guilds, and they, those guilds yeah. probably operate out of different kingdoms for sure. I would say I, there's got to be one in the City of Thieves. I would I would assume. I would love to get deeper into what other guilds there are in Adventure Time as well. Yeah, I don't know, man. Some sort of we brother. Well, because we focus on kingdoms, we don't focus on like, oh, here's the Wizards Guild, which well, I guess Wizard kind mm. of is a Wizards Guild with Bufo. Uh, yeah, the, that and we'll get into, there's an episode called Wizard City, which pretty much is considered the Guild of Wizards. That's my spoiler drop. Okay, I like that. Yeah, and that's a, that's a fun episode too. Uh, good kind of Ice King depth episode for sure. Yeah. But Guild of Assassins, awesome. Um, I would say, yeah, Meemaw wouldn't, if it was operated online, Meemaw would not be online because he is only tier three. Assassins or, or tier one, I yeah. guess is going better. Tier one assassins can be on the website. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Um, Take those big time contracts. But you see, you know, you have the foreshadowing a little bit of something happened to the the meat pie, you know. Yeah, uh, well, of course. Good theory here. Okay. What if Meat Man is the one that wanted Wildberry Princess assassinated? I like that. Oh, that's he good. Knows. He knows that he knows. that she's coming for him. <laughs> like, he knows that she is the abomination of the meat world. <laughs> oh yeah, he's her one piece. He he knows it's inevitable that she will one day track her, track him down. <laughs> I love that. I'm just I'm just I'm spinning. I'm spinning in so theoreticals good. of this episode. We need to. We need to. Everybody needs to just tweet at the writers of this show and get them to do a, a spinoff series of like a quick, like two or three episodes of like meat man versus Wildberry princess. <laughs> <laughs> a deep, a deep rooted centuries long foe. I love this. I, love I this. absolutely love this. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is this, the point with too many of our theoretically speakings that we start writing fan fiction. <laughs> or yeah, I know our theoretically speakings are like building on top of each other at this point. And what is of the show, what is factual, and then what is of our own creation, I can't keep it straight in anymore. My, my well, mind's I, all over the place. I love that. I would say several of our theoretically speakings, I know I know more, all of them because I know what happens in the show, but uh, as we build stuff that's not in the show, we're actually expanding our own universe. And we can see... I love it when we have our theoretically speakings and then we see continuing consistencies with them too. And I love yeah. that because I'm like, oh, we were totally right on that. And we see, we do see Jake in this, like, again, like the last week we talked a little bit of Jake being a dog versus him being a human, like, mm -hmm. or a character, you know, a sentient, well, I guess dogs are sentient, whatever. A, <laughs> a, a personified character yeah. and kind of like losing his mind with the the meat pies. Like he's just going ham on these meat pies, pun not necessarily intended. Um, and it is, it's it's just so interesting when they choose to make him dog-like when they choose not to make him dog-like. And that was what one was, of the times what where was the non, just, I can't even... What, what? what was the, the non-dog-like characteristic that you saw in this episode? Or was it that he was extra dog just because he was like... No, he was just extra dog-like in out. that moment. I mean, the non-dog-like yeah. 
moment in this episode is every other part of this episode. <laughs> you know, like when he's, true, a hum- he's a human-esque dog character who's best friends with Finn. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. It, it, it was great. And yeah, honestly, the, the like, animalism when when Finn's pretty much like I can't watch him when he gets like this, and he's like raw, 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 raw. There's yeah, like meat all crumbling and, out of his mouth. And I feel that way sometimes about Bankston as Allie's dog, and <laughs> <laughs> but it's just he, gross eating. He just destroys some bones, man. It's it's <laughs> disturbing. It's like he could really gnaw away at a bone. Um, he's a he's like a pit bull mix with a. Uh, Catahoula, I'm going to mess it up, but mostly Catahoula, which is a, a Louisiana hunting dog, I'm pretty sure, like a spotted leopard dog, and then yeah. a little bit of a pit mix, but he's a, he's a beefy dude. He's, beefy he's boy a, who he's likes a beefy his mate. little guy. He likes his oh, mate. Yeah, yeah Well, does. I've got, I, I love this topic. However, we do need to take a break because I've got something else that we're going to get deep into with. Okay. Uh, with Jake specifically in this episode. Yeah, that sounds great. So let's take a take a quick pause, go get a drink, go take a pee-pee, listen to our bad advertisement, and then we'll be right back. This is a PSA for the Assassin's Guild. Do you have no purpose in your life? Are you ready to put it all on the line? Are you ready to have a bank where you can just store all of that rage you have inside? Then join the Assassin's Guild. We are taking applications as we speak right now. Join in as a Tier 3 Assassins and complete your first three assignments within the first three months to get a special bonus gift. We have a quick segment from one of our most recent members, Babyface. I'm Babyface, and I had no purpose, no home, and I needed a place to go, and the the Assassin's Guild took me in, and I gotta tell you, I just... I just love killing. I've been doing it ever since. I just love it. It's so great. Got so many friends that want to kill me, but I'm going to kill them first. Disclaimer, Babyface has not made a single assassination yet. Join today and get a free dagger with your first assassination. You know, maybe it wouldn't be so bad to be killed, (laughs) says Jake to Wildberry Princess. the gaslighter from the last episode. What a just terrible thing to say to somebody. You know, like maybe it would be all right. Someone assassinated you. I think we'd all be better off, actually. You know, I mean, I've got this <laughs> cat trying to poison me in my nose, and uh, don't want that to happen. So yeah, Jake definitely was about to let Wildberry Princess take the fall over sacrificing himself. Oh yeah, so he, without he's a not doubt. Little, little, Even, not the true hero here. He even throws Finn out the window at one point. Like, yeah, he does. <laughs> Assuming he would too. fall on the bag of meat, but what if he missed it? Yeah, pretty big assumption. I mean, uh, that could be a Jake mistake, you know, like making bacon pancakes. I don't know. Making it wasn't my mistake pancakes. of the episode, but it could be. Oh, but okay. If we get to my Jake mistake of the episode, uh, it kind of it leads into a deeper thought. But the mistake was that he didn't know that his liver could get rid of poison at this point. Yeah. Like it's a, it, it, maybe he never had an instance where this occurred, where he thought... That's probably what it is. It's the... Yeah. They had that realization, both of them at the same time. The poison... I, it was enough poison to kill a dog 50 times your size. Yeah. So well, naturally, 51 times your size will <laughs> yeah. stop the poison from killing uh, yeah. you. Well, which I love that that's the, the solution to the end of this episode because one, it expounds on Jake's powers, but maybe that leads to the bigger mistake that Jake's never... Jake doesn't sit and think about all the things he can 
potentially oh, yeah. accomplish or defeat or a, how to be a better adventurer because of his powers, they really come to him in the moment. It's very spur of the moment, mm. Jake solution. Um, it is. It which really is his is. characteristic. It's his character flaw. It's what makes him fun. If he just had the answer to everything, then wouldn't be as fun at all. But I think any rational human being or any rational person would definitely spend their time like perfecting certain skills. Yeah, and perse- like, perfecting their trade, per se. Yeah. It, it, and it shows, like, when, yeah. shows when Jake uh, wants to become the wizard. The, in Wizards, he wants to become a wizard. And I remember us talking on the topic where we're like, well, why would he want to be a wizard? His powers are pretty awesome already. Like, yeah. <laughs> he wants true. to use ultimate mayonnaise hand and sleeping and i was like dude you can stretch into anything like we need to focus on that for a little while now but i have a a weird question that i I don't know if i've asked this or not are we gonna get other characters that have like a they're normal characters but they have this extra special power that isn't like a wizard thing in the future because this is very much like a a one piece gum gum fruit like ability to stretch essentially into anything you want it's so random there's got to be other characters out there that have like a very random thing about them, right? Uh, so, to some degree, however, to rebuttal against your statement, they give Jake a backstory. It's, okay. They they answer the question. You know, season one of Adventure Time, you're pretty much supposed to take everything with a grain of salt, just take it as it is. And as we get through the show, they start opening those Pandora's boxes of like, okay, we've accepted that Jake has stretchy powers now, but now we can actually learn why you know i just find it fascinating that he's the only one we don't have other characters that we have seen that have some special ability minus like oh like assassins can run on tree limbs and stuff and you know that's not really a special ability that's just kind of the physics of adventure time well you can chalk some up to yeah everything else i guess is pretty much chalked up to magic like and so okay. Jake's is a little, it's not directly affiliated with magic, but like we know that Marcy is a vampire and a demon, and we know that PB is immortal, and she we has know powers. Yeah. that Ice King has powers affiliated with his crown. And so we just chalk it all up to like magic and stuff. And then Jake's is just unanswered because there's no one else like him. So, yeah, you know, okay. but then a lot of those other powers are explained later on in the future so it's cool. it doesn't pretty we'll much there with the yeah, chalk all up to magic but okay. in that in that thought and in that i guess in that ballpark of discussion it really made me think deeply about jake's powers i love the lead-in sentence of this episode where jake's eating the pie and he's like i think there's a little monster inside me that eats up all the food <laughs> and i was like first of all it's, i love that because it's like uh, a foreshadowing of a monster being inside oh, yeah, of him. There will be, yeah. <laughs> um, but man, I was like, I was thinking about that because it was like, okay, he increases his liver size to uh, metabolize the poison that's in his body. And then that made me think about his stomach size, being able to metabolize a bunch of food. And I was like, man, so what if, you know, we've had lots of moments in the show where we were like, Jake just wants Finn to be an adventurer. So he never, like, he could always just grow to 50 feet in size and just, you know, boot the Ice King off the corner of the earth. He could always Mm -hmm. do that. But I was like, man, what if because Jake, when he stretches super huge, his stomach becomes super huge? And then he has to, his, his metabolism boosts because of that. All of his organs need so much more food. 
And that's why he is so hyper-focused on eating. That's why he eats a thousand pounds of ice cream before the ice cream marathon is that he always has to have this surplus of caloric intake in order to grow really big. And maybe that's why he doesn't always resort to growing and stretching. It's because it actually uses up more of his like physical caloric intake. Yeah, in order to do so, you have to eat an equivalent amount of in- or calories or something. Exactly, you know? and, exactly. And I wonder so, too, it'd be so funny if there was like a restraint, if there was a thing that stops him from doing like, oh, he will get very big, but this aspect of him stops him from being able to sustain that, you know? Yeah. And maybe it's the energy thing or maybe it's like something silly like, oh, well, my, I don't know my bones are just as fragile as they are when they're, I don't know. That's not the case, but yeah, don't, I don't, it's definitely not bones. Cause no, I know. I, it's yeah. just, I couldn't think of like a better, <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Time. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Like, although like my if blood, he, if my he blood can't light. flow fast enough in order to get like all throughout my giant body, you know, mm-hmm. like that's an issue because of the oxygen that is in the atmosphere isn't like a high enough percentage of oxygen or something, you know? Yeah. I, I definitely think, it makes my the- second theoretically speaking of the episode kind of like, yeah, I think his stretchiness could definitely be limited to the fact that uh, he can do like fun little things and key hand and dolphin head and all that stuff without like, you know, it burning up too much. But yeah, if he's growing the size of his actual organs, it's like, okay, yeah, you got to go eat the entire breakfast kingdom to start that day off, you know? Is key hand the best power? Is that the, <laughs> it's, the best it's ability that he's had power. so far? It no, might be my no. favorite. I, it's it's uh it's fishing pole hand for me. It's been the fishing favorite pole hand. so far. Yeah, you said that. I just key hand's so silly. There's just yeah. something about that that I really admire. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'd say top five so far has been fifty one times liver. I was like, that's so that's we know Jake one. Jake could drink anybody under the table at this point. Oh, without a doubt. Without <laughs> without a doubt. a doubt. Don't face Jake in a in a drink off. Yeah. Ned, we always talk about it whenever we get to an episode that has a good song. I got to say, man, the mom's lullaby in this episode, is it's, it's up there for me for this did, season. It's did you write down tune. everything he sang? I didn't. And I didn't look it up either. Uh, I wrote down a couple of lines. Uh, the first line of it is, don't be, don't be weepy, sleepy puppies. And then he later says, I think this might be the last line all the jawstrings you can chew. And, and there's there's just the two images of that, like singular lines. It's, it's so great to me. It, it's such an enjoyable tune. It's such a sweet, unique melody while he's going through it. I love that Finn holds on to their mom's music box that she gave him. There's something, And the song has the ability, like Jigglypuff from Pokemon, to make you fall asleep. And that's, yeah. it, that's a great lullaby. It's, it's really great. I, I liked it in the sense that I feel like the deeper you got into the song, the deeper it becomes nonsensical, but it's yeah. all towards the end. And so I was like, oh yeah, the song puts you to sleep so guaranteed that the <laughs> Jake's mom didn't actually even have to write lyrics to the end of the song because she knew everybody would just be asleep at that point. <laughs> you know? Sleepy puppies is what it seems yeah, to be Yeah, it called. starts I'm out with like up. a lullaby, ends with complete gibberish because she's like, oh yeah, I don't have to sing a real song because they'll so just got be it. asleep at that point. I got it right here. Don't be weepy, sleepy puppies. Slip your slippers on your footies. In the morning, you'll get goodies, puppy hats and puppy hoodies. <laughs> no stripes or polka dots. Heather gray and feather soft. Ooh, that's nice. Baby pink or baby blue. All the jawstrings you can chew. 
it's like a, it, it's a song I, about hoodies. A cute little poem. Yeah, it's it's well hoodies and like you know puppies Pajamas. love drawstrings and and little like shoelaces and stuff. They love to chew yeah. on that. Yeah. Okay. I love like, that. It, maybe good. not as nonsensical as I expected. So it is. It's up there for me to a degree. It's it's definitely not the best song of the season, but it's notable, and I wanted to keep it in mind when I'm going back through for season three review of what the best song of the season was. This this could be up there. Yeah, it's a good one. It's it's one of those ones where they have the song. It's not just a little filler song while they're not like I'm on about with a couple of wackos. <laughs> like. <laughs> It, it does serve a purpose and it gets a little bit more serious too. Because you're like, and oh, also it like highlights a, cute... a little bit the the voice acting of Finn. Like it it really does show like that dude, he's got some talent at that yeah. young of an age to sing a yeah. song and, and deliver it in the way that he does, even though the lyrics are a little silly and the melody is like not a, a pop straightforward melody. It's a very usually the songs of Adventure Time are very unique melodies. And yeah. That's kind of the genius of it. Yeah, and and definitely, I mean, and Jeremy Shada has for sure gone on his own solo music career now too. So at the, a yeah. lot of the great. singing in the show, he was like, yeah, they were like, yeah, you got a talent for that. Like we're gonna uh, use that a lot in the show. I mean, truly, truly a lot. Music in general, but Finn's voice specifically. Yeah, was really great. It's good but, man. Um. Yeah, man. Well, I had I had a. A really fun fact about this episode that we definitely did not need to pass up. Uh, we should have probably led with this, honestly. Okay. But Meemaw is a character that Pen Ward kind of created, but was put into this episode because actually the title card, if you saw, was like a, a pencil drawing of Jake fighting this character named Meemaw. That was actually fan art that somebody sent, like a kid sent to the show. Wow. Pin Ward liked it so much that he was like, we're going to take this kid's art and turn it into an episode. That's amazing. That's so so cool. I think it's so cool. And then, and then the return, like there's a a Meemaw return, obviously from Meemaw escaping on the, the bird in this episode. And I was like, man, what a, what a cool concept that these people that are geniuses that are creating their own world are still open to taking fan art and being like, we love it. We love the feedback. We we're gonna we're gonna we do straight up make a character off this, wow. which is a which is I, I just I don't know. It makes you love the show. That's even really more. special. Yeah, I mean, I you know I think of like we try to do the Traveler's Log whenever we have one sort of thing, and this is like them doing that concept in a way. You know, I mean, it's yeah. It even reminds me of for whatever reason, Marvel Marvel Comics used to have a section in the back of or in their comic books where they would like catch up it would be like stanley talking with uh comments from or like letters that people were sending in and him replying to them this is like a cool you know like nod to the fans to the yeah the kids that were loving and growing up on this show that's yeah that's really sweet i i think it shows it's that there's humbleness within the writing too of going like, we love what we're creating. We're putting all this passion into it, but it doesn't mean that our fans are dumb and that we're like, Oh my gosh, like this was a great idea. Like to take outside feedback like that is, is a very, I feel like as a writer who takes probably pride in a lot of their work to take someone's else's feedback and be like that. Why didn't we think of that? That's amazing. That's so awesome. You know? Yeah, that's great. Well, um, I didn't have a, a Jake mistake. This ep- well, I guess I kind of did. I, I more so had a Finn mistake, and my thing is making bacon Finn mistakes, perhaps. But making um, bacon human mistakes, human mistakes, human mistakes. Um, 
Jake tells Finn kind of what's going on and and tries to explain to him. And and Finn doesn't believe. You know, he writes down cat noise on the table and for whatever reason, Finn just starts freaking out and going, meow, 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 meow. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, Finn? Like, you're not listening to your friend. He's trying to express something. Clearly, you know there's an assassin out here because we had the warning from the goat of assassins. Yeah. <laughs> that he doesn't really terrifying. seem to have his head on a swivel. No, yeah, it's like it's you should be ready. As soon as you know there's an assassin, like something is off. You're the first place your mind should go is, oh my gosh, is this related to the whole assassin thing? Like Jake is not acting like normal Jake. This seems weird. Why is this the case? And then, you know, let that lead you into uh through Jake's like multiple just straight up telling him like multiple hints at the fact that there's something wrong with him, you know, like he's like, I'm punching this meat bag and I'm going to throw it out the window. And then he's like, Shh, you know, like there's something yeah. going on. And, and Finn doesn't read into any of that. You know, he just takes it as uh, well, Jake's being weird today, you know? Yeah. It's kind of odd. Yeah. Well, the funny thing, he tries to write cat nose on the table, but it, it, like the meat smears a little noise. bit between okay. the O and the S. And that's why he Finn thinks it says cat noise, but he's like, no, it's like cat nose. Okay, that's true. But yeah. it's a little it's still a little silly. I don't know why it's, his what? his mind went to say meow so fast and so loud. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when Jake's talking, like telling him to be quiet and he just says it louder. I'm like, that's come on, man. Like yeah. you need to be you need to be listening to Jake. And Jake starts like dying and he turns a different color. That Finn yeah, should have been true. like, hey, something's yeah, he looks terrible. Wrong. Something's obviously like, and also when I think of assassins, the first place my mind goes to is like, is the food or the drinks we're drinking, like, is there something wrong? Have they been tampered with? You know, like, yeah. that's such a classic thing. And so, of course, the assassin was in the pie, which is kind of funny. Instead of poisoning the pie, the assassin hid in the pie. <laughs> hid in the pie. Is, okay. I mean, he, you literally have a, a vial of, poison on you and and why do you have the antidote in case like maybe you get poisoned by accident yeah Is that i mean why? that's i would say that that's probably why you would have antidote on you in case you accidentally self-injected yeah, maybe so but like if you're doing a, a yzma thing yeah what's well, a good point though like you talked about me being a tier two assassin again this was not the best ass- assassination attempt uh, Meemaw rolled with the punches and and made a good, like, I'm going to get Jake to assassinate someone else. Again, using your tiny powers to your advantage. <laughs> but, yeah, if you if you have poison, you could have poisoned all the meat. Like, yeah, that would have been a better, maybe a better way to go about things. Yeah, Meemaw is, oh, dude, Meemaw is such a good character. I love that Finn's able to blow Meemaw away from, you know, he's like, I'm going to blind you. And then he blows him just like, out of his mouth, you know, <laughs> air out of his mouth. And well, so and then like, Finn like pins had, him up against the tree with the dagger in his hand. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That, that whole scene was great. But I'm like, if Meemaw was falling <clears throat> from the cliff, Meemaw would not have died. The The maximum velocity of mm-hmm. Meemaw is not fast enough probably to kill, to kill Meemaw. Meemaw if it had fallen all the way from the top of the cliff. You know, I, yeah. I don't even know what the maximum velocity of cats are. It'd be interesting to look that up. No, that's that's why they say cats actually can't die by being dropped off of there you go. any... The, the maximum velocity of a cat is enough for it to still land on its feet. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe maybe that's to an extreme. Like maybe if you dropped it out of but a plane, that. it's not I've heard the same case. Well. Yeah. But Mythbusters um, like, should test that. They should get back together and and see if they can murder some cats by dropping them from a huge yeah. height. 
sure people would love that. But that's um, again, it's what makes it's what makes Meemaw a great assassin is that there's not, I don't know, besides like put pinning him up against a tree, there's not many ways to kill him. Yeah, that's not many true. easy ways to kill him, I should say. Well, and then of course, dog liver being my tops of this episode, but all of this and thinking about Meemaw and how Jake went about trying to get rid of Meemaw reminded me of, honestly, my tops almost could have been the fact that Jake shrunk his hand and then moonwalks in his nose. I love to try see, and- that. I was going to say that's actually my tops of the episode. There you go. Was okay. Jake's tiny hand. And it was, it was like moonwalking in his nose. And then his other little finger, he goes, whoof, and like wipes the sweat off his, his <laughs> little hand. Similar to when they go into academia, like when they walked down and Jake's little hand is like the worm person. Or Jake's big hand, tiny Jake, is like the worm person. Yes. Uh, reminded me of Wormy that too. McSquirmy. Wormy McSquirmy. Or was that Finn? I can't remember. Finn right drew now. the worm on his hand and then Jake drew the worm on his hand. That's and right. Jake shrinks down but still is using that's his right. hand as the worm. <laughs> yep, that's right. Oh, man. Um, what is up with uh, Wildberry's medical condition, Ned? I don't know. Does that I, come back up later on or are we just kind of blowing past that? She loses her berries. I can't remember if that... One specifically is referenced later on. I, I have a gut feeling it it is to some degree. Like she pops her berries off. <laughs> Gosh, that sounds dirty. I don't like that. That does sound <laughs> a little dirty. Uh, but I just I did love <laughs> they gave her like a little tiny butt cheeks <laughs> like when she yeah. popped all the berries off. <laughs> well, we like, haven't we, we haven't, haven't had, had as many butt sexy, jokes. This, yeah, oh, sexy yeah. character. Well, no, 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 no. Who no? Definitely not Wildberry. I was just thinking we haven't had a sexy character in a while. And we mentioned one this episode, which was the Breakfast Princess. But it's been a minute since we've had yeah, anyone. We which uh, We don't get a lot of her too much. Have your baby, I think is the Love sound bite. Love your sexy babies. But no, we we haven't had one in a minute. Maybe we'll get a sexy character by the end of this season. No, we, we, we will. I guarantee you. We oh, will. yeah? Mm-hmm. Do you, mm-hmm. who, who's your sexy character I, by the end of the season? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to spoil that. All right, we're we're, we're going to get into it. We're we're getting close. We got like ten episodes left, or nine after this one. Wow. Oh, geez. Uh, nine more to the end of this season, which is crazy. But yeah, I did have a couple other fun facts for this episode. Uh, besides Meemaw, besides Meemaw being uh, drawn by a tiny kid. Uh, I'm going to lay it on you right here that this uh, episode was originally named An Assassin in Jake's Nose. I'm glad mm-hmm. they renamed it because that's and just to number one. A, a little too upfront for me. Um, the bird, which you already kind of exclaimed, was when are they going to start doing stop doing cop out episodes? It's it's referred to as a Deus Ex Machina, which most people are like, you know what that is, but it means God from the machine. It was an old term in like Roman. Uh, or the theater where they would, you know, pretty much in tragedy, things would be going bad, and then they would use a machine to, like, lower or raise a, a quote-unquote god onto the stage that would be like, and here's the resolution, end of the play, uh, where it mm. was it was to resolve something very uh, much from, like, a higher power. Yeah, like, and it was like a quick resolution. such a ridiculous hole that you can't get out of it unless you have exactly. uh, some sort of a miracle occur. Yeah, and the and the bird in this one for sure is is the the Deus Ex Machina because but it just as like we said flies Meemaw down and hits Jake have died. in the head. 
No, Mima oh, wouldn't have true. died. But remember, it flies down and sees the sausages in Jake's oh, ears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and swoops down and knocks Mima out of Jake's nose. Um, and then the liver. I mean, the liver is a little bit of a deus ex machina it on is. its own. Well, it's Jake the fact that, ah, himself is, you know, like... <laughs> all the time. Jake is a walking one, in my a opinion. A walking one. That, <laughs> but that's, uh, yeah, I was like, that's a good thing, because I think... I just wanted to call out that as a fact, because yeah. I'm sure we'll, we'll use that now as a reference point for future episodes, and being like, did they do a good resolution? Did they lean on the deus ex machina card? Um and we can start kind of tracking that to be like, oh yeah, like let's let's vote for and and you know root on having true resolutions yeah. than rather than just like, and it's all resolved. I like um, it. But and then uh, the last fun fact of this episode is because it had the concept of assassins and assassination being the the main part of the plot in this one. It was not aired in Australia, India, Portugal, Southeast Asia, or any Arab countries. Just for that reason. Ah, okay. So I think that I just, I found that fascinating as a, we've seen this a few episodes get mentioned that they were not aired in specific regions, but just... They didn't air uh, this in Australia? No, it says, it says, it was not aired on Cartoon Network Australia, India, Portugal, Southeast Asia, or Arab What's Australia got against assassins? That seems kind of silly. I don't know. It just, yeah, it seems... Maybe so maybe because stuff down there that wants to kill you all the time, like this, this should be all about it. The only thing I could think of, maybe in like Portugal and Australia, maybe India, <laughs> for certain reasons, would be like the fact that they had to give it a, like a, a TVG, whatever you know, uh, of like a, viewable for all kids, and that like the topic of assassinating somebody would not fit the. Uh, I don't know that country's guidelines for what could air as like a G-rated okay. show. Is it that's yeah, that's probably that. it? Um, which is why I think I think maybe later seasons on they up the rating a little bit, like to more cool. like a PG type level. But I, yeah, I just thought that was like I was like, wow, this is not the scariest. This is not the first time we've mentioned killing somebody, but assassins specifically. Um, I don't know. Maybe they didn't want kids googling <laughs> Guild of yeah, Assassins so. in certain countries. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, Ned, do you have uh, any lessons for me this week? Yes, I have uh, just a couple of quick ones. Um, I'll give you one. You have one last No. Oh, I only get one? Fine. No, just... I've got two. I've got two. How about that? No, no, no I, I don't have it. more. How many did you write down? Two. How, you only have two this week? Yeah, that's why I said I just have a few of them. All right. Give the first two. one is face scars make you for sure look cooler. Yeah, That's the first lesson. Sure. Absolutely. My deeper lesson is never judge a tiny book by its tiny cover. Okay. So. I feel like the never judge a book by X cover is like <laughs> a lesson that we use all the time in this freaking podcast. We did. <laughs> a little. I, yeah, I mean, we, I'm sure we did it with We've the said it conquest before, for of sure. cuteness for sure. Yeah. But with Meemaw, because Meemaw is pretty badass. So like, yeah, you can't I'm, judge Meemaw. You said Meemaw is coming back at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. There is a Meemaw return. Good. I love that. I mean, Mima yeah. is such a good character. Um, my lesson is believe your friends when they say that they're uh, having an assassin or the, when they say they have an assassin in their nose. Um, <laughs> it's like sometimes, uh, and this is more serious of that, kind of like sometimes people can't express how they're feeling, uh, but it's important to listen to what they say, uh, even if like they may feel uncomfortable 
saying it. And that's why it's coming off as something that like, oh, well, I can overlook this, you know, um, and that's why it's easy to overlook sometimes. But, you know, you never know. Sometimes maybe they have an assassin in their, in their nose and yeah. you got to take that seriously. I could say you're, you're my good friend, but I don't think I would believe you if you said that there was an assassin in your nose well, either. So. in this world. <laughs> in this world where that's probably world. a lot more plausible. Yeah. But, but certainly I just mean in the sense of like, you know, I don't know. It's hard to express when something's wrong sometimes. And I think people kind of give hints at it and, you know, maybe it'd be easy to overlook, but um, I don't know. There's a lesson there, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel that. That's you, you could probably expound that into something like when your friends yeah. are your friends and even when they come to you with something outlandish, like there's a, there's a lot of truth and or like don't brush yeah. things off like that. I think yeah, we've certainly. used that as a lesson before. It's like, don't I brush think off we your have friend. <laughs> well, let's get into our recs. Recs that we haven't used before. You can't say, I can't say One Piece. We can't say Star Wars. We can't say uh, anything food related, anything drinks related. Uh, my rec is not even my rec. It's Allie's rec. She says, Over the Garden Wall is amazing. And mm. uh, it sounds like something really I need good. to watch. Yes. If we're getting into spooky season now, this episode is going to be September 20th. If you have a little more than a month till Halloween and want to get something and to get you into the spooky season, obviously there's like the Tim Burton stuff, but man, Over the Garden Wall, such an underrated cartoon network show. Like we might do some spinoffs on it too. Like yeah, it's so And it's great. pretty short, right? Maybe we'll do a, a Halloween special with that or something. Yeah, it's. I think it's all of maybe 10 or like 13 episodes. Um, okay. But it was made, you could just tell it was made with a lot of intentionality. It's it's awesome. I love when shows actually wrap up, like the beginning and the ending is planned out to some degree. Like that's mm-hmm. why I, I love Fully Cooly so much. Fully Cooly, the first season was six episodes and you feel complete at the end of it. And it's it's so good. Like I, I love that they did that. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, like 26 episodes and there's such a great climatic end. You're like satisfied. It's it's so rare, you know. I don't know. It's great, and, but I yeah. think as a creator, you're like, do I want to limit myself? Like this could be my future is creating this show. Like Rick and Morty, to be fair, probably should have been a four season cartoon in yeah. my mind. Maybe a three that, season what cartoon. They, they made a little bit too big of a universe, and it's starting to get a little bit like uh, outlandish or over the top. Yeah, I mean, you just have so many iconic episodes in the first two seasons of of that show had they gone, all right, we're going to do two more seasons. Like we would have been, I mean, man, it had so much hype, so much interest in Rick and Morty. I bet people would have just been like over the moon, like every single episode, season three, every single episode, season four, up to whatever the climatic end was going to be. And I know they had had a plan in mind. And then I think like Reddit or someone on YouTube or something like figured out where they were going. And so they basically said, all right, the next season is just going to be like whatever. But anyways, I don't know. Well, Rick and Rick and season one says nine seasons, nine seasons, Morty, Rick and Morty, nine seasons. So that still might be their kind of goal. Yeah. Well, they signed on with a contract. It's been so long since I've looked into this, but I know they signed on for like seven more seasons after season two with uh, Cartoon Network or something. I don't know. Yeah. Comedy Central I don't blame them, man. It's specifically with Adult Swim. Like, yeah, Adult Swim, yeah. Uh, you know, lo- losing, you know, I guess some of the Family Guy rights 
Uh, I think they still have some, at least for airing it. But yeah, that they've been this. I mean, it's been keeping that Adult Swim segment of Cartoon yeah. Network afloat for the last like five years easily. But that's why I love when like comedy or whatever, like when cartoons or TV shows are like, we're not going to go on forever. We are going to wrap up. Like those writers are being selfless when they do that in a sense. That's that's just how I feel about it. That or they pitched a pilot and they said, we want to take this on, but we only want to take it on for one season. So like yeah. make well, that's, your point, I don't make like the that. show. I, yeah. I don't like when, because anime do that all the time. Anime, it's... I could be wrong but i believe it's a kind of a voting mechanism of shonen jump magazine where they go oh people are interested we want more sort of a thing until oh people aren't interested like your funding is cut we're done with this and so it does suck when a good story is cut short because of that or something like blue exorcist where they're like speeding it up to get everything in that they can and then it's such a great story but then it's so rushed at the end just to get a climax like i uh, i don't like it's that it's true it's true i feel like that at least the right with with over the garden wall with things like death note you can kind of tell they went in and they're like this is a story like we have a front cover we have a back cover and it only will take us x amount of episodes to to finish it up and and so like you can't like rip on it they're like hey this isn't an expanded universe type show this is a storybook with a front cover and a back cover and we want cool. to tell that story you know um i'm excited I, I might have to check it out maybe we'll do an episode on it we'll see yeah Ish. I would say, man, I, can I have a, a recommendation that I'm like a toss up between? Like, yeah. it's a wreck to watch it, but don't, you know, expect a lot out of it. Yeah, it was sure. uh, Thor Love and Thunder, man. It was oh, uh, really, it was rough. It was, uh, it was really cool, like expansion of the Thor universe, really well shot, like some great action sequences, great fighting sequences. Christian Bale has a great like role. I think it's a they they created a really great villain with a really great story arc. But mm. man, some of the just like it was a joke every 23 seconds. The whole thing you couldn't take anything seriously because it was just like memes and jokes and like pop culture references. And then uh, yeah, I mean they, and Natalie Portman is not a good character fit for a marvel movie so i i would say recommend watching it because it's i think it's still more enjoyable than some of the marvel shows out there right now but yeah it's still like pretty bad so (laughs) fun time pretty bad sorry i have i have ali calling me on she's trying to call me right now i'm literally it's 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 killing me ned it's so loud in my ears anyways (laughs) we'll wrap it up We'll wrap it up. Where can where can our travelers follow us and listen to us besides what they're listening to us right now? Well, check us out on Instagram at Never Ending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Never Ending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. You can also email us your thoughts, your opinions. We've got two travelers logs that we'll do next week. I'm sorry I didn't get to it this week. Um, I got thrown off at the end there with. Allie calling me. So it was was so loud in my headphones. I was like, I'm like, can't even hear Ned. This is so ridiculous. Um, It's all good. I was just ranting about Thor. So it's all all good. I hate to say it, man. I may not end up watching that. I'm just not into the Marvel thing right now. Yeah, it's it's, at this point, it's got to come, you know, a lot of people didn't get into Marvel until they had like 
said that there was an end of this next phase and it was gotcha. going to be you know like most people, like a lot of people didn't start getting into the obscure marvel stuff until they were like oh yeah i want to watch in game so i'm going to go like catch up on everything else i think that's going to be how this phase works is like they're yeah. going to put out a ton of content and then they're going to have galactus or uh, some other like marvel villain come in and people are going to be like yeah. oh i need to like go catch up on the the she hulk show i need to go catch up on yeah, loki or something like that you know <laughs> well all right ned uh i'll see you next week i'll see the listeners next week see, see y'all, y'all next, next tuesday week. all right mm. party forever love you guys hold me closer tiny dagger